Welcome back to the Medicine Pairs podcast. I am Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic des- destination. And hanging out with me to help with the hosting of the circus is Kristen. Hello. I'll be the tightrope walker. <laughs> and that, also, that's what I'm very nice. Circus um, costume. <laughs> calls me. Anyways, continue. Actually, one year as a team, we went as a, uh, as a circus, I remember, for Halloween. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I was the tightrope yes. walker. Yeah, I was the ringmaster. I was the ringmaster. Oh. I got the top were. head and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Tim, but he was the knife thrower. He was the yeah. target for the knife yeah, thrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Emily, you were the, like, um, the fortune teller, right? I was fortune teller slash like snake whisperer. Snake, snake charmer. Snake charmer. There you go. That's what it's called. Nice. <laughs> Love well, it. we blew our introduction, but there's Emily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, here I am. <laughs> our, snake char- our snake charmer, Emily. <laughs> hello, hello. So, for today's podcast, we revisit our three questions format, where we ask each other question, uh, each other three travel-related questions. And if you didn't hear our podcast in December of last year, wow, that was a while ago when we did this. Mm. Here's a really quick refresher. Essentially, when we podcast, um, we have a lot of questions that come up in our minds that may be travel-related, but may, doesn't have much to do with the topic at hand. Um, and since the pen, what you guys don't know is we all work together, typically physically <laughs> together. Um, but since the pandemic in 2020, we actually we haven't been physically in a room together, right? All three of us at the same time. No. Right. Yeah. Holy smokes. Really, I don't yeah. think I've seen you since lockdown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you, Emily, but I've seen you, Kristen, once or twice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ran into you at the office and yeah. um, you've given me some child toys. For yeah. Child. <laughs> well, we haven't been physically in the room so we could randomly chat about travel. And that's actually yeah. the basis of this podcast where we got the idea. Um, so you know, we have, we don't have time to ask these questions on the side. And the best thing about doing it on the podcast is um, we get these random chats out and we have podcast fodder. So, (laughs) so while we're getting our questions ready, here's a quick word from our sponsor. At 21, Steve jobs founds Apple computer. Colonel Sanders is 62. When his first KFC franchise opens success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. Who's got a dying question to ask? I don't have a dying one, but I have one that I think only applies to you, Zen. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It could apply to Emily, too. And we probably discussed this first, but the short question is kind of what's your preferred, like, airplane seats? Okay. But Zen, I was was really thinking of you because I wanted to know when you travel as a family, 
Do you prefer a whole row? Do you prefer the two aisles so your kid can walk between the aisles? And if your family takes a whole row, do you always switch up who gets window and aisle and middle? Or what is your routine with that? That is okay. a really good question. Because I for just Zen. traveled you know, for the first time. So I was very curious about this. So our preferred travel, so we are a family of three, my wife, my daughter, and I. Um, so we always obviously tried to get all three seats in a row. Okay. Um, our preferred is, um, depending on the size of the plane, obviously, but our preferred tends to be window, the middle seat, and the aisle seat. Um, the reason being is, um, obviously, the window, cool. My daughter loves looking out the window. Um, B, uh, like the aisle, obviously, um, I, I like the aisle personally because um, I'm a little bit tall. I mean, taller than your average bear. I'm like 5'11". So it gives me the ability to stick my legs out into the aisle when there's not a cart or someone going down the aisle. Um, and then also, like, if we can get away with it, you know, like my daughter doesn't like to sit in the middle seat, but like if you put her in the middle seat, it gives more room to both parents on both sides of her. <laughs> Very so, true. Yeah. So, but it always ends up like my daughter wants the window seat. She doesn't want the aisle seat. My, my wife, you know, probably usually takes actually, you know, she, you know, we switch off on the aisle seat you know, just for the ease of going to the bathroom. Um, and mm -hmm. on an occasion, we, but we always have an aisle seat, obviously. So like if you're in a larger plane, like a 747, I'm not sure if they even have them anymore. Um, we try to get three in a row with the aisle seat, you know, so if we I have see. to. Yeah, yeah. So like if you're leaving the aisle, obviously you don't want to be like stranded in the middle because you had to pass someone climb over someone to go to the bathroom at least if there's three in a row you're just bothering your family member yeah so and and assuming you're flying like not first class do you want to be at the back of the airplane or as far up as you can boy you know what we try to get as close to the front as we can that we can afford Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is, like, you know, we, we, we're budget travelers, so whatever is available, but the closer to the front we can get, the better. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily, like, uh, um, what do you call it? The escape route? Um, the, the emergency door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exit <laughs> aisle. Um, because route. lots of times those, like seats don't, the seats don't recline on some oh, of them yeah. sometimes. And then of course you get the bulkhead and then, you know, sometimes the bulkhead is kind of a little bit close to your legs. But what you might not know is if you do get the bulkhead and your kid's too large for this, Kristen, the bulkhead, you can get a bassinet for it. So funny story. When we flew to Hawaii, we specifically paid extra to get the bulkhead um, aisle and it oh. was like premium economy. However, it wasn't a typical bulkhead. There wasn't a wall there. It was just the first class row and then us. So there was really no difference. No. Oh, We did have like leg room, but it wasn't like there was that wall there that I, we were expecting. Right. Right. Hmm. So it was a bit of a 
But yes. then also I'm just kind of asking because I feel like with my kid, like she can't go to the bathroom by herself and be on that. Like we actually have to change her. I And it almost would have been nicer to be at the back of the plane because we'd been closer to the, um, to the restrooms that way. Cause we had to walk all the way to the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and like she was crying for some reason. I feel like I would feel better if we were in the back. If like the plane wasn't sold out, usually, you know, there's less people in the back and I would have felt like that was bothering less people, but yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends. I mean, and sometimes like if you get the very, very back seats used to be, those are the last seats to fill up, and sometimes you can get a whole aisle. The whole row, yeah. Yeah. You, but I don't remember the last time I've seen a plane that has any extra seats. I know. Over, I know. always overbook. No. Totally. Um, Emily, you travel a lot with your mom. Do you guys have a routine down? Yes. I get the window and she will take the aisle <laughs> not the aisle sorry the middle the middle okay. <laughs> you know, um actually it's funny because i she like she really is such an easily traveler so she doesn't really care where she sits but um one time she was traveling without me she was traveling with my aunt and then my aunt is also pretty easy so my mom got to sit at the window and she told me afterwards she was like oh my gosh i got to sit in the window for the first time and i don't know how long <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's super cute. Very nice. But when I was younger, um, I would eat definitely window seat still, or if it was like kind of like a red eye or something where I'd be sleeping, I would get the middle and kind of just spread myself across my mom or my dad or my mom or my brother. Some like if we were taking up the whole row, I would sit in the middle so I could just horizontal sleep. Right, right. Nice. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. How All are right. we going around? <laughs> yeah, but what order are we on the table? I can't remember. I can't tell. I, I don't know. <laughs> you go, Emily. Um, I go. Okay, this is for you, Zen. Um, so in California, we do, I believe it's California specific, we do history reports on the mm-hmm. California missions. And we have uh-huh. earthquake drills. Is there, I've always wondered if other states have something like that's equivalent to like that state only. So does Ohio have anything like that? We oh. do not have earthquake drills, but we, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we have um, um, tornado drills. Do you get tornadoes out far north? Yeah. Ohio will, uh, will Ohio, Ohio will have uh, tornadoes. Yeah. So okay. I don't yeah so as a kid um what they would do is they would literally say tornado drill over the pa system or the ring a bell and then all the kids uh we would actually go into the hallway because i guess that's in the center of the school and then you would i don't know what that position would be like almost like a prayer position with your head down towards the wall so we're all facing the wall with our heads down like turtles or whatever do you guys have like a shelter you have to go to the hallway (laughs) okay so i guess like legit like cellar or something like right that's what i was envisioning (laughs) well at school if you if if you're at school you use the hallway because schools don't necessarily have a basement but if you're at home yes you go down to the basement 
So okay, and then what was this? the second one was the equivalent of a mission. Yeah, so like we have California missions along that we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Um, but in California, at least Southern California, well, probably Northern California too, we have to do um, reports. Like we choose a mission and then we do a report on the mission. But of course, they're California missions. So I don't know if Ohio has a specific like history report or like some sort of report that students have to do there. No, we don't have anything like that, like religious specific. Well, it wasn't religious. It was history. History, yeah. It was more history. We didn't study the religion aspect of it. Oh, okay. Um, But let me ask you this, because I think it's a little bit related. We would study the Native American tribes in our region. Oh, that's right. Did you do that? And what, what Native American tribes were in the Ohio area? I forgot. But yes, oh. we did do those things. <laughs> so, so there's a bunch of um, there was Native Americans in the area, and what's interesting is that, um, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, when you see the movies, you think of like teepees and such, and right. these were slightly different types of, I mean, a completely different um, part of Indian tribes. And I can't think of the structures they lived in, but the thing is that they had a lot of things like they cre- created, like, I called them mounds, but they had these, they would build these mounds in shapes of uh, snakes and stuff like that, that were like wow. a quarter acre long. Wow. So they have these grounds that you can go to and check it out. Um, also... There's some areas that are very known where the Native Americans would go there because they had flint mine i'm not sure if it's a flint mine as much as there's flint all the stones in the area are flint and if you know anything about flint is that's what they made uh bow and bow and arrow heads so the arrowheads mm-hmm. are made out of the flint and you just you walk through the woods and you're walking on the path you pick up a stone and it's flint so you could break it and make your own arrowheads and such wow so Very yeah cool. so yes we d- we did have some of that Cool. Very cool. All right. Um, I, I, I got a question. Do I ask my I, question? I, do I ask my oh, question to Kristen now, or do we? Sure. I don't know how what we're doing. Okay, Kristen. Uh, yes. Because you just went to Hawaii, I had this in mind. Uh, oceans. Are you a person when you go to the beach? Do you go into the water, or do you stay on land in the sand? <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of the beach. However, okay. <laughs> I love to go in the water. Ooh. Wait, you um, don't like to go to the beach, but you like to go into the water. I, and I think the problem is I hate the sand so much that I never want to be there. So when I am there, I'm like, get me off the sand. Let me go playing the waves. <laughs> oh, okay. But but I will say um, I'm not that person who's like, I don't care how cold it is. I'm going to go in because the ocean's off our beaches are freezing so i like when it's a really hot day and it's like refreshing to go in the cold water and then i love like playing in the waves yes okay so (laughs) so by the way question (laughs) i did i you know you seem like you would be such a typical california beach girl to me for some reason i would have thought you were a big beach person yeah i don't know why but i'm wrong i don't know you're wrong. That's okay. Okay. I actually have, this is out of pure curiosity. Um, I'm going to start with you, Emily. 
What are the three non-mission critical items that you must have when you're going on a trip? Non-critical, but still must have. Is that? Yeah. So like, do you have a a favorite lip balm or something that, or like, I have to use a shampoo or something and I refuse to use hotel shampoo. Okay. Then yes, I have to bring my own shampoo. Um, because I feel like it washes my hair better than in hotel shampoos, for sure. Um, Let me think. What else? I feel like there are, but I also, like, I I would say chapstick and mints, but I also always forget to bring those. Um, (laughs) So they can't be that. I know. It's like I always, it's it's the things that I'm always trying to reach for, but then I'm like, oh, well, I didn't pack that. So so things that I actually remember, let me think. Um, Hmm. That's a good question. You want me to come back to you? Because I got the same question, question for Kristen. Yes. Same question, Kristen. <laughs> Do you have oh, three? Oh, wait. Oh. Okay, sorry. I thought of what. Okay, so it was, um, what did I say was the first? Shampoo. Okay, so shampoo, uh-huh. my own shampoo, swimsuit. We've talked about this before. That's like mm-hmm. not mission critical, but it's always in there. Um, you seem to forget it, sounds like, on yes. occasion. <laughs> um, and a pen. Oh. I always have, or some sort of writing utensil. Oh, yeah. Those are my three things. (laughs) What what about you, Kristen? um, So I guess I would say a razor. And I've like been without it before. And then, you know, the hotels have them. But oh my gosh, they're cardboard. Like, they're (laughs) horrible. And, And I feel like you really feel like in those hotel sheets, they're usually so coarse that if my legs have any stubble, it's like very uncomfortable. <laughs> so like very critical to shave. Um, gosh, I don't know. I guess my, uh, well, I love bringing my Nintendo switch with me. Um, they're so perfectly portable and it's a, it's a really good way to stay distracted. And I love working on my little Island. I have an animal crossing. island. <laughs> so, there's that. And I mean, I actually like write and journal a lot. So I need to have some, like I do have journals that I bring, but like if I didn't bring them, then I need to somewhere get like paper to be able to like write and doodle in the meantime or wherever I am. Perfect. So, yeah, I guess that's what I can think of. That was a good question, though. I think just to offer mine up, um, I always have to have a video camera. Really? Yeah. But you like, know, not just your phone? Yeah, not just my phone. I always have like a um, GoPro or a little hand camera or something like that, a video camera, so, so I can take uh, – I, I like to take a lot of video of my kid. Um, when we're on trips to help her remember, but also help me remember what she was like at five or six or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny because recently, so I have this strange thing of making, it's a long story, but I make pig pancakes for her on her birthday. Oh, that's cute tradition. Um, and it's from a Sandra Boyden book. And every year I've been doing it since she was three. And I started looking through all the photographs 
and you know the videos and it's just like oh my god i don't remember her being that small anymore you know it's like i actually have forgotten what she was like as a little kid already so yeah um, crazy and and you're always it seems like we're always at our best when we're on vacation too so um i said three huh shoot um you know by default that means maybe an ipad because I like to read or yeah. download stuff, or if I could, you know, I could surf or whatever when we're in a hotel room or, you know, read in the middle of the night. And um, I always seem to have a pocket knife on me. <laughs> but that's, that's normal but, when I'm at here. I'm sorry? But do you put it in your carry on? No, you can't carry a knife on your carry-on. I so, know, but I've done it before on accident because I have this little, it's a little keychain Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. And I'll like forget to take it off. And I'm like, shoot, this is the time I'm going to lose it. And then they never find it. And I'm like, oh, I still have it. Cool. <laughs> you know, I think so. sometimes like the really small ones to let go because you're more likely to yeah, hurt yourself with that than like if you use it as a weapon, you're going to cut your fingers off, you know? Right, right. And if, like, if I'm going to another country, some, I mean, first of all, knives can be illegal in a lot of countries. So I always bring, like, one that's just, like, a one-inch, little tiny one-inch blade. But it always mm-hmm. seems to come in handy, like, when you're in the Seven Eleven and you're trying to, you're leaving and you got, like, the shakes because you haven't eaten to take the wrapper off the thing so you can get to it, to the food, you know? <laughs> Very specific, but yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, those are two questions. Uh, third question. Kristen, this is you. That I'm asking? Tra- no, I'm going to oh, ask you. Sorry, this is working. Okay, ask. ask no, we're just they're going all about. Okay. So what, okay. how was your first experience traveling with your kid? She's how old now? Oh, God. Um, so I, it was, it was good is the short answer. Um, obviously the worst part of it was the flight. And I even feel like we did not that we didn't experience it. We did, but we were just so lucky. Like we went with family and we had a whole road to ourselves. So, um, we, we didn't have that. Like, it's just two of us and our one kid and, and like, the real struggle. Like we're still too scared to do that. My husband and I, um, but aside from that, like she loved it. And I think it was uh, Hawaii was only actually two hours um, behind at the time. Cause, um, mm-hmm, right. Daylight savings hadn't happened. And, um, so there wasn't like a big problem with jet lag or anything. And she, I was just so surprised at how, she was so aware that we were somewhere new and she was so happy about it. Like, I don't know. They're, they're just a little, like, you don't really know what's going on with them. And if they even notice they're like somewhere new, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) even when you get on the elevator and then you get off, you're like, do you realize what just happened? Or do you just think (laughs) it's like somewhere new? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I always tell my husband, so my kid, she's almost a year and a half. And it's like at this age, like in some ways they are so smart and in other ways they're so dumb. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what happened. But 
she was so excited and she would like bring us our shoes because she wanted us to put our shoes on to leave. And she would like sit in her stroller and go crazy because she was just like ready to leave. And, and, you know, even if we like just got back, she'd like sit in her stroller because she wanted to go out again and be like, we're, we're not going out. Like we're done now. Um, but it was super cute. And, um, I have like the cutest video of her fake putting on sunscreen like you know we all sunscreen up and she didn't and she just takes the bottle and just keeps like turning it upside down on her hand and pretending to rub it into her um arms and everything and um it was really cute she was really really happy and it was like fun to see that um but we're still not brave enough to do a really big trip like just us and her so so, so what's what's a big trip i would consider that uh going to Hawaii a fairly big deal. Yeah, know? but we didn't do it just me and my husband. Like we had family with us who so we had extra hands oh, and uh, oh, like oh. we got a night off because they washed her or like she got the whole row of the airplane, like things like that. Because if it was just us, we would have been in those situations. Right, 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 uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, I really underestimated like before I had a kid, I really underestimated what that was like. And even like on our flights, I would see, I don't remember if I saw a single parent, but I would definitely see like people with just them and their kid. And I'd be like, how are you doing this right now? And they just seem <laughs> so unfazed by it. And I'm like, wow, this is such a, such a thing for me, but everyone else seems to have it down so easy. Did you, you obviously brought a stroller. Did you bring a car yeah. seat? We did not. Um, we rented a car, and they had car seats that we could use, so we were oh, able to just use one of theirs. Man, yeah, I rented a car seat once. <laughs> well, I don't know what it was. My mother-in-law did it, and we I guess brought she- it. I'm sorry, oh, I brought a car seat. Yeah, okay, yeah. She had some kind of whatever they threw in a car seat for free, basically. So we we're like, oh, okay, that'll just be easier. And then we did. We bought like what they call the umbrella strollers for this trip as well. So it's cool. like the really, they're like yeah, 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 yeah. portable, lightweight, fold up. Oh, easy. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was really helpful too. Those work really well too. There's some that are pretty, pretty luxury ones. I know. <laughs> so no. when we were shopping for them, it was like, oh my God, these are, yeah. Like <sighs> some of them are more expensive than a normal stroller. Right? I mean, I've seen that some of them are like a couple hundred bucks, and it's like, whoa, for an umbrella stroller? <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was, a, it, was, it was fun, and it was nice to experience that, rip that Band-Aid off, and see what we were up against with her. <laughs> Vancouver's great for a kid, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I would like that. And and it's a direct flight out of John Wayne. Oh, see, yeah, Ooh. that is cool. yeah. yeah. Direct flight out of John Wayne right into Vancouver. So and it's like four and a half hour flight off the top of my head. Not bad. I mean that's closer than Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean like that's a great inter if you can get into Canada right now, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep up with all that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more questions floating out there? Ooh, yes. Um, this is a question for both of you because we've talked about how both of you are coffee lovers. How, and I'm not. <laughs> well, not that I don't l- like coffee, but I don't drink it a lot. How do you, each of you like your coffee in the morning? And does it change whether you're at home or on vacation? 
and how. God, yes, it changed. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I actually have a very fond love for drip coffee. Um, And at home, I just, I love those ridiculous flavored creamers. Um, (laughs) That's really my favorite thing is um, like drip coffee with flavored creamer. And, And I go to town on that. But when I'm traveling, the drip coffee in the hotel is a joke. Um, but I'll have it just because I want the caffeine. So that'll just like kickstart me. And then I probably have to go find a Starbucks or some other coffee house and get an espresso coffee drink, whatever that may entail, wherever I am. Okay. Okay. But I guess I would say like when you're places like France and probably Italy, I do love their really the strong coffee's good. cafe, like just the espresso coffee, not the drip coffee. Um, you mean like an Americano or an espresso? Well, like if you just order on cafe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like I think it's just in a like an espresso. Um and places like uh Latin America. I remember like Nicaragua, like the cafe, it would be like a like a double shot almost. And it I don't even think it was espresso. I think it was like drip coffee, but just super strong. And those are like enough for me. I don't need to go get a fancy espresso drink. So I don't know. It varies wherever I am, but it is different than home for sure. I expect different coffee when I travel because I can't go find my coffee mate cinnamon roll flavor creamer (laughs) when I'm in Japan or something. So that's me. So I drink my coffee black and I usually like a dark roasted coffee. Okay. And so, and Okay, so like there's certain places where, like I told you, Chile. Um, I'll even bring my own coffee because they only drink Nescafe <laughs> um, instant. Oh yeah, I remember you telling us that, and that sound miserable. Yeah, and and so I, I just can't do that. So yeah. I'll I'll actually bring coffee with me, and I have something called the Aeropress, um, which is a it looks like a big syringe that you can make your own coffee with. So all you need is boiling water. So I'll actually make coffee there. But like when I go to France, I mean like Italy and France, they're kind of known for their coffee. Usually like most places they're like what most like in the United States, we might like our average coffee is bad, but like a a average cup of coffee in France is generally good, you know? And, and same thing with Italy and, um, and also the other part is we tend to stay a little bit upper scale hotels. And if we eat in the upper scale hotel, usually the coffee's half decent too. Um, right, that being yeah. said, if I can't find something, Illy coffee's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can always find an Illy coffee in London or you can find Illy coffee in, um, in Italy, you know, and that's their kind of generic kind of coffee there. Um, I can't remember France if I saw Illy's. Yeah, they do, um, for sure. They do? I am just yeah. can't think of it. And then no, also, no. anywhere that's a good bakery will have a good coffee, it seems to me, too. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, coffee. So I have to add this in, too. Sorry. I, I'm a hot coffee drinker. I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside. I still want my coffee hot, except for one kind of coffee and in one other foreign location, and that is Vietnam the iced Vietnamese oh. coffees oh, yeah. are, that's the one place <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> yes. And then even here, if I go to like the stores, I have the Vietnamese iced coffee, that stuff 
will mess with you. (laughs) (laughs) And so good. But that is the one time and place I love getting iced coffee. That's a good one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm a hot coffee drinker too, but like I'll break down during the summer depending on where I'm at. It's like if it's really, really hot, it's like, do you have iced coffee? You know, I'll break down, but not too often. Yeah. But Emily, what about your tea drinker, right? Yes. But again, like it's not something I have to live off of. Like, you know what I mean? Like I really just choose tea and coffee as just a pick me up, but like, right. like it just cat, like I just want the taste in my mouth. I don't really necessarily yeah. need the caffeine. Um, but that being said, uh, when I am on vacation and if it's like a go, go, go kind of vacation, uh, I will pick up a coffee at like a local bakery or like a local shop or something. And I will usually get iced coffee. Um, mm-hmm. and I was trying to find when I was in, uh, Switzerland, I forgot what it was called, what brand it was, but my friends and I would go to this place. It's like the supermarket, um, either called the co-op or the coop. I couldn't tell if there was a space between the two O's or not. Um, but they have like this refrigerated pre-made kind of coffee just on the, um, the fr- refrigeration shelf had that every single morning. It was delicious. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was just really easy, like a cold vanilla latte or something, but it was so good. Um, as far as tea, I really just drink matcha matcha lattes with oat milk and honey, or mm-hmm. um, uh, what did I call it? A hojicha, which I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. Hojicha, it's like it's still green tea, but it's roasted green tea, so it's a little bit smokier in taste, and it actually is brown and not mm. green. Interesting. Do you guys, uh, Kristen? Are you to the point where you actively will search for coffees or teas or like some certain thing like that? What do you mean? Like, okay. Okay. So like, um, when I was in Austin, Texas, there's, uh, something called the coffee traders. And I actually went to find the roast, <laughs> the roastery. Wow. Downtown. Oh. Yeah. It's a, it's like a quarter mile from the downtown area or half a mile from the downtown area. And I actually, I didn't have a car at the time. So I like walked a half a mile through Austin, Texas through some um, random neighborhoods just to go to this coffee roaster and pick up some coffee. Oh no, I am not at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually love like getting it, but I really don't go seeking it out. So even like in Hawaii, I passed somewhere that was selling like the, local Hawaiian beans. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Give me some of that. But it wasn't like in Hawaii, I have to go get the Hawaii beans. Like, see, (laughs) I'll actually do that. (laughs) Like like I said, I went like when I was in Kauai, I went to the Kauai coffee roasters and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and my wife is a tea person. And when we're in London, we went to, I mean, I think it's fun because specifically in London, I mean, or, the uk they're they love tea right so it's part of their culture so we went to find the best tea places you know yeah that type of thing so okay no i haven't done that yet (laughs) yeah no that's part of my cultural enrichment (laughs) definitely not me either i i will just if it's if we're walking past it and it looks good or if i kind of want it then i'll stop and get it or if i'll go some i i will like go out of my way to go someplace if it's like 
aesthetically like it's pretty or something like that <laughs> and i'll just go for like the picture and i'll just get coffee too <laughs> right 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 yeah i feel that so let me ask you guys this and you can kind of interpret this how you will but what is the one place destination whatever that you've been to the most whether you've intended to or not like one what place have you returned to the most in your life country city whatever. domestic or foreign whatever interpret it how you want and, but i would say like you know don't count ohio you you lived there that's like in a way your home so not like returning to ohio to visit family or something well like, I, I mean like you could like the question is would san francisco count not that you that's tell like, me okay no maybe <laughs> Like what? Hmm. What? <laughs> I want to say foreign because I think it can be domestic. But like, what other city that's like you know a a new place for you, or a place that's not your home, or anything? Where have you visited the most? You've I'll, gone on vacation more than once, or something, yeah. Or I'll throw out a handful of them. Okay. I'm sorry, it's too many. Okay, so <laughs> since I've been in California, I would say San Diego by far. Okay. Um, okay. I go. It's a nice, I mean, everyone comes from, world, from around the world to go down to San Diego. It's beautiful. There's lots of things to do, great places to eat, beer to drink. And it's an hour and a half from where I live. Yeah. And I'll actually get hotel rooms with my kids. Actually, we're going this weekend. Oh, fun. Yeah, and we're going to stay downtown for two days, swim in the pools, go check out the zoos, walk around, eat ice cream. And San Diego is just so easy, but mm-hmm. every time we go there, it still feels like a vacation. It doesn't feel like yeah. where we live. Right. Um, the remaining two, one in the United States and one in Canada, was would be Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I've been there at a couple, like at least 20 times. Wow. You know, like on the average every two years. Mm-hmm. And just because of the museums and there's so many things to do around in the area. Um, right. If I were to pick then Van, uh, Toronto, I've been there probably 20 times as well because Toronto's like New York City, but cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it's just like it's an easier city um, to. Um, it's just an easier city. If you want like a New York kind of style city, it's just an easier, more relaxed version metro. More palatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then internationally, probably um, Taiwan because my family's from there. But I actually phys- – I go there on purpose. Not We don't visit family all the time. We go there because it's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. I probably don't have an international destination that I feel like I've been to too many times. Um, but domestically it would probably be New York. Okay. Um yeah. yeah, because my brother used to live out there when he was going to medical school and residency. So um we well, I would visit him a ton. And then we also have family that lived in like upstate New York and as also Boston. So the drive between Massachusetts and New York isn't too bad. And I feel like every time we would go to Boston, I think I feel like we went there at least once a year when I was growing up, we Mm -hmm. would somehow make 
a day or a couple day trip drive to New York and then back to Boston. So I don't actually remember how many, I feel like I've been there so many times, but there's, it's always new, not new, but it's like, there, there, I guess they're just new. It's all, it's always up and coming. There's something always up and coming in New York. Um, So yeah, probably just New York. I can't think of any other location that I've thought, oh man, we've been here too many, not too many times, but like I was just here or something like that. Like I try to go to different places each time just to see something new. But you've returned to different yeah. cities before. Right, like, right. Yeah. Huh? So I definitely returned and I was trying to like think of cities, at least domestically, I'm trying to think of cities that I don't necessarily have family in because mm-hmm. Uh, right. We do have like my family's kind of spread out across the country. And so New York is kind of it was just that in between like we had family around it and then we would just somehow always end up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK, guys, I got to tell you something about New York. It's a guilty pleasure of mine um, since you live there, Kristen, mm-hmm. and you like uh, New York, Emily. Have <laughs> yes. you guys watched Cash Jordan on YouTube? No. I don't know what you just said. I don't know okay. what or who that is. Okay. There's a guy named Cash Jordan, and he's he's actually a real estate agent. But what he does is he does uh, YouTube videos, and he goes around the city and shows off um, little apartments throughout New York City. And oh, Tokyo, God. I have PTSD already. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cool because, like, some of them are, like, so small, and then some of them are, like, why he's like why isn't this renting this is awesome and he's kind of got like a really goofy kind of the way he does stuff it's like he always goes into the uh, into the apartment and then he likes puts his drink into the empty apartment he walks the neighborhood and shows you what's the sandwich places and places around the little apartment and he's mm. i guess he's a real estate agent but he does this like on youtube and tiktok and it's just like so much fun to watch because you're like you know like in California, sometimes when you look at apartments, they or they all look the same, yeah, because you know, they're, they're all built by the same people. But these are all built by different people. It's really neat to see. So I feel like any single show you watch that like takes place in New York, especially like sitcomy shows, there's always got to be something about the apartments. There's always one. Like I actually just recently rewatched like the Broad City one where Abby's looking for an apartment, and they're all you know, horrendous. And there really is truth to all that. Like there really are the most insane, horrible apartments in New York that people actually rent. <laughs> and except for friends, because that thing is huge. It's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a WB lot. That thing could not have even existed. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't count. <laughs> that one wasn't a realistic portrayal of New York. Yeah. But yeah, there really is truth to how bad some of these places are. And I remember the craziest situations happening where I went once looking at an apartment and it turned out it was a commercial living space that somebody was like illegally renting out as apartment spaces. Like, and they all had to like, you, he was like, you have another address, like, right? Like you work here. So you can use that for your address because we can't say we live here. So it's a commercial space. Oh my God. And like, yeah. And it was like, like the kitchen was clearly like an industrial kitchen and there was like no actual stove yet. He's a hot plate. And it was like, that's how people were living. Yeah. So it happens. <laughs> it's crazy. 
So that's fun. That YouTube channel might be interesting. Oh, it's it's really and he measures all the rooms. Oh, yeah, no, wow. like you know, like he's like, oh, this is luxurious. This is right. like ten by ten, and I'm like ten by ten. It's like, yeah, he's like, you can get a queen bed in here, and you know, I was like, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> or yep. or like a full bed in here. It's like eh, if you only if you want to walk on one side of that bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like all the closets are always like three like two and a half feet wide but like too high and it's just like that's that's only enough for my underwear you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. about right that's about right you have any last questions Kristen um no <laughs> I can't remember I, I can't I felt like you only asked one or two but okay I, I started off with like the airplane routine ah um, so there was that. Now I can't remember. Um, Do you want me to ask another question? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Okay. All right. I think, are we good? I think, I think we're great. We're satisfied with these kind of yes. fill, not until next questions, time. but I've just until next time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for playing along with us on this episode of three travel questions we hope well three i don't know if we made it to three i don't know didn't count yeah, but travel questions right? uh, we hope you guys had as much fun as we did let us know what you think you can contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world interesting articles and more also if you are newer to our podcast check out some of our older destination ones on new zealand london and even southern california just to name a few meet us in paris is a university of california irvine division of continuing education production if you need a career boost looking to increase your workplace knowledge or seeking a new profession check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses and thanks again for tuning in Bye. Bye. Bye.